98FM's Now That's What I Call Sport Podcast. Yeah, we're going to check in now with all four Dublin League of Ireland clubs on a busy weekend of action in the SSE Artrisi League, the greatest league in the world. There was five games on Friday night. Cork City nil, Waterford 2. St. Pat's picked up their second 1-0 win in a row away to Sligo Rovers. Bowes beat UCD 2-0, two, two brilliant goals in that game. It finished Finn Harps 1, Dundalk 1. And Shamrock Rovers in Tallis Stadium, 2-0 victors against Derry City. The First Division also kicked off. And there's also five Premier League games on tomorrow. So we're going to... First, firstly go to Tallis Stadium Shamrock Rovers 2 Derry City 0 Dylan Watts opened the scoring on 29 minutes before Aaron McAneff the former Derry man scored his first goal for Rovers with 10 minutes left with a Penenka penalty Nathan what is a Penenka penalty? I think it's behind is it like one leg behind the other? No no, no, it's not. It's a, a chip, a little chip down little the middle. So I'm doing it with my foot. Yeah. I can feel it, but a little yeah. chip down the middle. Keeper dived. He chipped it down the middle, and afterwards he told the Shamrock Rovers SoundCloud all about it. Conditions very windy. Uh, we got the ball down and played at time. We're in a good two 0 win tonight. How do you think we played? Uh, I think it was a scrappy enough game. Uh, conditions very windy. Uh, we got the ball down and played at times, but. For most of the game, it was in the air, and it was a lot. There was a lot of hook-ons and second balls to be won and stuff. But uh, I think you have to just uh, get through them games. And the main thing is that we got the three points. As you said, it was a scrappy game, but that didn't affect the atmosphere. It was, it was your first home game for Rovers. What do you think of the, the mood on the ground? Oh, the atmosphere was unbelievable uh, from all around the ground. Really, uh, I think the new stand, the fans were brilliant in there. Um, I, I enjoyed the atmosphere, enjoyed playing on it, and. Um, Long may that continue throughout the season. What's it like for the players now when they come out that tunnel and look at a full stand from behind the goal? Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, they, the place erupted really whenever we walked out, and um, it gives you a great lift to go and play a game of football. Uh, it's exciting, obviously, and um, now, as I say, long may it continue throughout the season because I'm sure it'll be a great help for us. As for the penalty, I noticed you ran straight for the ball. Normally, Dylan would be on penalty duties, but you yeah. wanted that one. No, well, Dylan was off the pitch. Uh, so I knew like someone had to hit it so I just I've had penalties throughout my career so I just went and grabbed the ball took the responsibility and uh, put it in the back of the net and I think when we got the second they kind of killed the game off uh, which was important to get the three points and Was it a Penenka penalty? Did you decide that straight away? You were going to hit it that way? Um, I think I, I had it in my head because because um, a few of the lads but I, but I knew my, my favourite side and, and I knew the keeper well I thought the keeper was going to dive either way and he did dive to a, a certain side, which I, well, I thought he was going to dive that side anyway. So I had it on my head and I just thought, oh, I may as well give it a go. And thankfully it went on. So your first goal was against your former team, Derry. Some players don't celebrate against their old teams. What was it going through, through your mind when you scored? I'm, well, I, th- I think I'm going to celebrate. Uh, I'm here, I'm a Rovers player now. And I've, I, was, I was at Derry in the past and obviously it's my hometown club. I've got a lot of respect for the club, a lot of respect for the people around the club. And uh, like I think whenever you come here, you have to go and do your business. And if you score a goal, you're entitled to celebrate it. Six points from six now. How happy is everyone with the start to the season? Well, I think it builds confidence within the squad. Uh, it's two ones from two. And I think just try and keep putting points on the table. Um, that's the most important thing. The games are coming thick and fast. And we'll, we'll need all the squad together. And uh, as long as we can keep working hard and training each day and uh, pushing each other on. As I say, the most important thing is to get the three points each game and uh, they add up towards the end of the season. Confidence will be high now going into the derby on Monday. 
Oh, well, the, that, that's what I said. There'll be a lot of confidence within the lads. Uh, there was obviously la- coming from last week's game and another one tonight. Uh, so all the boys will be on a high going into Monday. And for me, it's my first Dublin derby. So I'm excited for it. Now, looking at the League of Ireland table, Shamrock Rovers, Bohemians, and St. Pat's, three of the four Dublin Premier clubs, are at the top with six points each. That's because Bohemians beat UCD 2 0 at the UCD Bowl on Friday. Brilliant goals from Danny Madrow, if I can pronounce that name correctly. I always get that wrong. Danny. Madrio. Yes. Yeah. I think it's Mandrew. I think that's spelled wrong on live score. I should know this. Really? I am a League of Ireland journalist. So that was a great listening. goal, though. I apologise. That was a great goal, as was Dinny Corcoran's two goals in two minutes. And afterwards, at the UCD Bowl, I caught up with the Bowl's captain on the night, Mr. Keith Buckley. Yeah, yeah, it was a good win, you know. Two games, two clean sheets. Um, you know, it's good to get points early on the board, especially against the two teams who everybody's saying that we're supposed to be down there besides, you know. But it could have been different earlier on. I made a mistake in midfield so early and they really should have punished and I was I was blessed for that myself but um, yeah the the goals that Danny Mandrew's goal like he has that in, in abundance like he's going to produce some quality this year in fairness so that was an individual, individual goal that he scored was amazing like I, I was just like Jesus and then yeah and for Danny's goal it was, it was a good uh, team play down the left hand side you know it was a good pullback by young Paddy Kirk you know and Danny's left foot finish is amazing he so underrated, you know, in this league, and I think there's only the last two years Pat Hoping has got more league goals than him, you know. So it was um, good to have him get off the get off the mark early on last year. He struggled with an injury the first three months, so it's good to have your striker scoring goals. You couldn't ask for more. The, at the start of the season, games are scrappy. Everyone's like raring to go, trying to get points on the board. So it's good that we um, we got the two games and two wins early on. Yeah, speaking to Keith Buckley at the UCD Bowl after their win on Friday. Now, I mentioned in the introduction to the show about the best League of Ireland photo I've ever seen. And Nathan hasn't seen this, I don't think. Have you seen Keith Ward's tweet? I haven't. Okay. Tell people what that is. Please. Your first reaction to it. Um, a bit disgusted. A bit shocked. Um, it's just... I. <laughs> Who is it? It's Keith Buckley. It's Keith Buckley. So he's wearing nothing but the armband and I'm not exaggerating that. And what's the caption? He won't take it off. Yeah, at death, sir, which is the... Uh, Bowes captain Derek Pender who was not playing because he can't really play Friday Monday because he's getting on a little bit there so he's probably starting tomorrow night against Rovers so it's Keith Buckley with no clothes on as in nothing not even a pair of flip-flops and just a captain's armband and afterwards I had to ask Keith because this photo was on Twitter very quickly I had to ask Keith exactly what he was up to because he's a bit of a messer and here was his answer Yeah that's Ward you know he doesn't miss a trick I was saying just joking saying I'm keeping his armband on now forever you know, um, I was I had it on all the time as I was getting changed, and he said he has pictures of me in my boxer shorts, and then he said he knew I would end up getting the shower, so he said he would. Uh, he just kept taking photos as I was getting changed. You know, maybe a bit creepy with that, but yeah, got in the shower and everything. I was keeping that on me as long as possible because the captain, like a club like Bowes, like for anybody, it's just amazing. And the light of that I've I've done that once, you know, and. Even if we've never happened again, I'm really, really honoured to happen with such a big club, you know, for one day. Like. Yes, and uh, that photo, Nathan, is still on Twitter. Now, we can't retweet it on 98 FM because there's a person with no clothes on, but at KWard102, if you, if you want to see that, that loads of retweets and it's quite funny. Uh, so well done to Keith Ward and Bucko for that one. Now, St. Pat's, the other club from Dublin, won 1 0 in Sligo. Mikey Drennan got the winner with literally the last kick of the game, well, the last header of the game. And uh, their manager, Harry Kenny, spoke to St. Pat's TV. Yeah, brilliant three points. Um, something similar to last Friday, actually. The game was pretty scrappy, not a whole ball football. The win actually ruined the game um, because I know Lehman wanted to get it down and play and a bit like that himself. But. Um, it was a lot of huffing and puffing there tonight but I think overall on, on sort of possession of the ball and stuff and 
chances that we deserve to win the game. Yeah, the three clubs who won UCD beaten 2 0 by Bowser, as we've heard. Here's their captain, Gary O'Neill. Oh, great night. Frustrating. Um, it's been kind of a tough start to the season for us. You know, it's been a, an eye opener as to what we're used to the last four years in the first division. It's a completely different ball game now, and it's one we're trying to get used to, but yeah, it was a tough night. Everything's different. Build up the games, atmospheric games, tempo of games. It's um, you're used to, you know. We think last season we played Wexford down to Wexford, and on a Monday there was a bank holiday, and there was seventy odd people there. You know, and last night the, the ball was full, and every game for us is an away game now because everyone last night was buzzing. It was tough. Uh, they scored two unbelievable goals. It's been tough for us, just trying to get up to the pace of things, and you know, we're used to dominating games, and it's not like that anymore. We're used to creating a lot of chances, and it's not like that anymore. We're going to have to become more clinical and, and more ruthless in both boxes. Now, the greatest league in the world is back and there's five games on a Monday night football special in the SSE Electricity League. I'm choking because I'm so excited. I can't wait to be at Dalyman Park to watch the derby. We're only three games in, but it's Bowes against Rovers. The top two clash, yeah, Bowes against Rovers. It's the game that everyone looks for as soon as the fixtures come out. That's uh, Monday night. Sold out the day the fixtures came out. Sold out the day? Yeah. yeah. There you go, didn't know that. But uh, elsewhere, Derry host Waterford, Dundalk take on UCD, St. Pat's host Finn Harps and Cork travel to Sligo looking for their fourth point of the season. Yeah, the first division season also kicked off at the weekend. That Lone Town 4, Wexford Utes 2 was the final score. Bray Wanderers fancy to get promoted, beat Cabinteely by three goals to nil. Drogheda 4, Cove nil was the final score up there in Drogheda. The Cove bus was uh, broke down three times on the way to the match, Nathan. They arrived at like 20 minutes before kickoff and the ref gave them a five minute delay. And did they win? They lost 4-0 yeah, and the club manager Stephen Henderson has been um, having a bit of a rant about it on Twitter which is worth the read. We're going to try and speak to him on our League of Ireland podcast during the week. Shells fancy to win the league at a canter. They were 2-0 down against Galway after 16 minutes. Michael D. Higgins was at the match. A great crowd but they got three goals in the last 16 minutes to win the match 3-2. Dramatic stuff. All the Shells fans on the pitch. Chaos in Galway but a great win for Shells. Yeah, it was indeed. Well, I see that they have a lot of transfers this year, so they're probably still trying to get them jailed together, but I would fancy them going up towards the end of the season anyway. Yes, and the final game of the weekend, Limerick nil, Longford nil. The only game in which there was no goals. So, yeah, next time, lads, try and score a few. League of Ireland on 98FM. The best place on the radio for the SSE Airtricity League. Now, I've been speaking to one of our League of Ireland pundits, his former Galway and Wexford manager Shane Keegan, just about crowds and the first two weekends, brilliant attendances across all the games, but they do tend to drop off and I've been uh, giving Shane some suggestions. Shane, just finally on the attendances for the weekend, there was just under 18,000 people at the Premier Division games and, and unbelievable. And of course, the first weekend's always going to have a bounce and, you know, some really great crowds. And the first division crowds this weekend won't be as big, but there will still hopefully be good attendances at all of those games, particularly you're looking in, you know, places like in Galway and in Drogheda. You'd be hopeful that they'll have big crowds. When you were at Wexford and in Galway, I know, I think both teams played on a Friday. Was there ever consideration to play on a different day? And I suppose this is more of a question based towards the clubs around Dublin that, like this weekend, I'm going to go and watch UCD against Bowes, but obviously Shamrock Rovers are playing as well. But like first vision clubs like Shells and Cabin Teeley, I know Bray tried a Saturday games for one season. Um, I just would love them to try a different night and see if there's any sort of a bounce, not just in attendances, but also in media coverage because they might be the only game on that day. Like I know Longford play on a Saturday and, and Cove do, but the clubs around Dublin, like there could be four or five games in the Dublin area and at the same time on the same night. Yeah, could, I absolutely couldn't agree more with you on that. Um, you know, you ask what are the logical reasons for that not being rolled out. Like, I suppose if you go... If you go back a good bit, if you go back up, like talking a decade or that, you'd look and you'd say, right, Saturday, three o'clock, 
you don't want to clash with Premier League games or something like that. There, there's there's not there's not a decent game in the Premier League at three o'clock on a Saturday anymore. I mean, any of the big teams that Irish people support now pretty much all play on a on a Sunday or or, or maybe a five thirty on a, on a Saturday or that. Like go for something after lunch on a Saturday. Certainly gives kids more opportunity to to, to avail of the games. You know, I don't think the Friday night is ideal for for the younger ones. Um, the only other argument I can think against is 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 um, you get this, you know, you do get people saying that the lights add to the, to add to the atmosphere and add to the occasion, and, and maybe that might be why you'd stick to a nighttime kickoff. But as you say, even then, well, right, maybe Saturday night. I, I just think I'd love to see somebody up around Dublin try a try a, a three o'clock, somewhere between three and five o'clock kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. I think they could really, really benefit from it, and I think they'd get a, an awful, awful lot of kids in, and where they go, then the mummies and daddies tend to follow, you know. Yeah, and if you're looking like I think now with the Sky Sports deal and the BT deal, like. The three o'clock games on Sky Sports on a Saturday are not very good. You're looking at, exactly. you know, the, the teams towards the bottom playing each other. Not, you know, I'm a huge football fan, but I actually wouldn't watch those games. And I, I love going to watch live football. And I love this weekend that there's going to be games on Friday and on Monday for the Premier Clubs. But you'd love a first division team. Even someone like Cabin they're trying to attract young people. There's nothing better actually on, a, on a, an evening than sitting out on those bleachers in, in, out in Stradbrook and the sun is shining down and you're watching the League of Ireland game. And I'm not saying there'll be a massive, massive, massive increase in attendance, but I just think the overall thing could be more thought out that there's not and you, you throw in Bray and Drogheda and you know they're just oh, I just don't know why because the clubs can choose themselves when they play and I just think you've nothing to do even someone like Chelsea this year they should get good crowds because they're, they're on a promotion push why not try something even the odd time a couple of times in a season as a trial package to see how it runs them for the following year yeah, I, I don't know. As I say, I think a lot of it is just tradition and it's just, well, this is when we play and there's actually not any thought maybe put into, well, when is the opportune time for us to play to try and get the biggest crowd in that we possibly do? It's just, you know, the old, like, do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And if you're historically not getting the crowds that you want, well, then why not try and do something different? Um, I mean, as you say, the crowds last weekend were fantastic and you'd, I mean, you'd really, really hope they're not. They're not. There's no point saying that they'll stay at that level. But you'd, you'd really, really hope that they don't drop off dramatically from there. You look at an example of somebody like DRSC, and like potentially that late goal could cost them a thousand supporters. It shouldn't do, but it could do. There could be, you know, there could be five hundred to a thousand fellas who went and went, oh, their best, you know, I don't think they're going to be up to much this year and, and not turn up again the following week. And that, that's crazy. I mean, I, you know, anybody who's trying to get into League of Ireland or, or coming back into League of Ireland, you know, give your home team three, four, at least three, four games. Don't shy away from somewhere just because they've lost one game. Nathan, finally in our League of Ireland roundup, the new amputee season kicked off yesterday. Yeah, it did. The first week in Ballymun, Bohemians beat Cork City 1-0, then Cork lost 1-0 to Shamrock Rovers before Shamrock Rovers finished off the day beating Bohemians 2-1. Yeah, find at Irish Amputee Football on Twitter and Facebook for more on that. 98FM now that's what I call sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98FM.